Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. A decade after the story of film and Odyssey, an expansive and influential inquiry into the state of movie making in the 20th century, filmmaker Mark Cousins returns with an epic and hopeful tale of cinematic innovation from around the globe. The story of film, a new generation, Cousins turns his sharp, meticulously honed gaze on world cinema from 2010 to 2000. And 21, just a spectacular documentary film, an immersive experience. And we're lucky and honored to have with us today the director of this film, Mark Cousins. Mark, welcome to Film School Radio. Thanks so much, Mike. This is the part of the conversation I would normally say, well, what inspired you to make this film? But I already know from the body of your work what inspired you. But was there something specific about showcasing and talking about the most recent sort of iteration of cinema as we know it? Yeah, I think there was, Mike. You know, people, a lot of people, a lot of nostalgists say cinema is dead. It's over. The best times were in the 60s or choose your decade, the 20s or the 90s. And that's not true. Cinema is really young. It's in its infancy, you know. And so I wanted to sort of try and chart youthful qualities of cinema. And that's why I decided to make this particular thing. I am so glad that you have framed it that way because oftentimes as people get on in age, get on in life, they take a kind of a calcified perspective on life, on perspective on a lot of things. And I completely embrace the idea that cinema is better. It's more expensive. It is more inclusive. The stories are more compelling. That's a general statement. I'm not, not always and not everywhere, but at the same time, we continue to evolve in, in, in terms of storytelling. So thank you for that perspective. I truly, really embrace it. Cinema, cinema was a river and now it's a delta. You know, it was, it was a, there are, the, it was, there are a number of people making great, great films, but now it's broadened and widened and become more fertile. In watching the story of film, a new generation, one of the things that impressed me as much as anything else in the film was something where I'm a little bit lacking in my perspective and um, and having watched as many foreign films, particularly from certain parts of the world that I'm catching up on, but it was great to see in your film. And again, from a very American perspective, I see a lot of American films, but over the last few years, I've seen a lot of foreign films. Particularly what's impressive is for me of, of late has been um, Eastern European films have been particularly interesting and provocative for me. I'm not expecting you to pick one particular region out, but I'm glad to see so much wonderful filmmaking coming out wherever it is. Is there something about the expansion of cinema, the embrace of cinema in particular parts of the world or in general that impresses you? Yeah, I think so. You know, you're right to talk about Eastern European cinema. You know, when you think about a filmmaker like Radu Yude, you know, you know, he's absolutely brilliant. And filmmakers from the East, the former Eastern Europe bloc, you know, as we call it, they've got something to prove. You know, they're, they're you know, there are a lot of right-wing governments there and they're, you know, 
they're um, pushing back on individual freedoms. And so these filmmakers have something to talk about in terms of democracy and social justice, but they're also, they're also standing on the, soldier, on the shoulders of giants, legendary, brilliant filmmakers who came from Romania or Bulgaria or Russia or Latvia or Lithuania or, you know, and there's so much great stuff there that we in the West don't fully know. I know some of it, I'm sure you do as well, Mike, but that's why it's good to look at those filmmakers and and honor them because they have got a lineage that we can learn from. Let's talk about the film and the way that you broke down the different, as we go through this journey of film from the last decade or so. I like the way that your your definition of comedy, of horror was so broad. There was a lot of different categories that people would yes. sort of pigeonhole a certain kind of film into. I love your expansive perspective on these different uh, different genres. What was your thinking? What was your approach as you thought about how you were breaking down these different film genres? You know, cinema is a global art form. It's a global entertainment form. It's the art form of the people, you know, it, so it's it's without borders, you know. And so at the time, you know, in a lot of places in the world, there's a sort of enhanced nationalism, you know, people are saying our country's great and it's different from other countries, but cinema doesn't believe in that. You don't need a passport to get into the world of cinema, you know, there, there, are, there are no foreigners in cinema. And that's why when I look at movies, I'm looking at movies everywhere. With, without prejudice and with with a kind of generous open heart. And technology, the ability to for a, someone in any part of the world with, with a story to tell now has a greater access to be able to tell their story is an important part of why cinema continues to impress. Is that a fair statement? A very important part. We are in the first time in history, Mike, where... If you have a story to tell, anybody listening here, if they have a story to tell, to tell and they have a phone in their pocket, which they will have, then there's a chance they can tell that. You know, in the 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, if there's somebody listening in the Midwest or in, down in anywhere in the US, chances were they could not tell their story. Now they can in cinema. So we're in a kind of golden age. I don't mean to be overly optimistic because there are lots of barriers. Once you've made your film, it's hard to get it shown. But for the first time in movie history, every type of human being can tell their story. There's a film I'm going to pluck out of obscurity and for no particular reason other than to demonstrate the point you're making. It was a film that was made here in the U.S. called King Kelly, and it was shot entirely on an iPhone. And this film probably came out in 2015, 16, something like that. And all of the actors were cinematographers. They were filming each other in their scenes because the premise of the story was a woman who wanted to be famous on, at that time, what would have been Facebook right? She wanted to be well-known. So the director had the imagination to say, everyone in the film is essentially filming each other. There was a couple of master shots, but otherwise that's how it went <laughs> down. And an, a remarkable, and it 
turned out to be a very well done film. So to prove to just to prove your point, but to uh, to make that point, um, and it, it's I think that that's a great part of the world we live in today. I with my iPhone could go out and make a, a short a film anytime that I choose and find the right material to do so. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit and let our audience know we're speaking with Mark Cousins. He's the director of a new film called The Story of Film, A New Generation. But your backlog of uh, films, including The Eyes of Orson Welles, the first movie, previous iteration of The Story of Film, An Odyssey. What was your first experience with film? What was the first thing that impressed you in the way that has sort of become a guiding light for your life? And multiple things. The first film I saw in the cinema was <laughs> was a Herbie Rides Again, a Disney film. <laughs> that was fantastic, you know, because it, it was about a car that like flies. That was great. Um, and the first more serious experience for me, I grew up in Northern Ireland and, and during the Troubles in the 70s and 80s, but so it was a kind of scary time. But we had the BBC, which was, you know, the national cha channel in, in the UK. And I remember so clearly one night sitting, watching a film and it came on. I had no idea. It was by someone called Orson Welles and I had never heard of him. And the film was called Touch of Evil and I had no idea what it was. And then it started. And there was a Henry Mancini music I could I could play the open I could sing the opening music now, and I was entranced, Mike. And I I was really young, like certainly preteen, certainly eight, nine, ten when I saw that film, and I just was overwhelmed by you know it, it it's a film about race and sex, and I did I couldn't see any of that, but I could just see the magnificence of the picture the overwhelming magnificence of the picture yeah. and wow you know i was i was hooked i was addicted i was intoxicated i was it was like yeah an intoxication and it, and i i still am almost three hour film yes there's so much in it there's so much compelling material so much i learned in the course of watching the film when i was growing up there were a couple of films that came out that opened my eyes to cinema in a way that I hadn't known before. That's entertainment. <laughs> that's entertainment and that's entertainment too. Love it, love it, love, love those films. And for me, there was a whole world of earlier films and filmmaking and all the rest of it that it sort of opened my eyes in a way that I just continue to this day to, to uh, live off the, uh, the feeling of that. And um, your film, that film, the, the film before An Odyssey, a story of film, An Odyssey, have a bit, bit of that vibe for me. Is is that, a, again, am I being fair to you in, 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 in that analysis? Thank you. I'm so grateful for you saying that. You know, you know, I, I, you, I do, I am, I do want to excite you. I do want to entrance you with my work i do want to say you love cinema well there's this other it's a it's a bigger field it's a plenitude so thank you you're very welcome the film is going to be available well it's on being released on all major platforms here on on september 20th so it's coming right up this coming weekend you'll be able to enjoy this wonderful film um mark i'm I'm in awe of you. I really am. I somewhat, like I said to you before we got started, as a former projectionist, as someone who has been 
plugging away on, on this show for 13 years and over 2,000 film interviews, um, I share your passion and your your um, recognition of the value of storytelling, of being recognized, of understanding the importance that we connect with uh, with one another. And for me, that is so much of what drives me and, and my love of cinema. So thank you. Well, Mike, thank you for your service because what you've done and all these, you know, you are keeping the flame alive and we are all keepers of the flame. So you are keeping the flame alive. So I'm so grateful for what you do and thank you. We've been speaking with Mark Cousins. The film is called The Story of Film, A New Generation. It is being released through Music Box Films it, and it will be available, as I said, on uh, all major platforms beginning on Tuesday, September 20th. And I urge you to see all of your films, all of Mark Cousins' films. But And this one is, go see it or, and watch it however you choose. But uh, thank you, Mark, for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Music